is the Let's Life Well podcast. A podcast helping you to reach your health and wellness journey, bringing you easy to digest information on current wellness topics. March is National Nutrition Month. This year, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics encourages everyone to personalize your plate. There's no one-size-fits-all approach to nutrition and health. We are all unique with different bodies, goals, backgrounds, and tastes. For individualized nutrition advice, consult a registered dietitian nutritionist who can tailor a healthful eating plan that is as special as you are. To learn more, visit eatright.org or follow hashtag National Nutrition Month on social media. A public service message from the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. This is the How Do You Live Life Well podcast. I am J.M. And I'm Kate Watts. Hi, Kate. All right, so this is your first time being on the How Do You Live Life Well podcast. Tell us, what do you do for Cone? I'm a registered dietitian for Cone, and I'm with the Employee Health and Wellness team. So I spend actually most of my time um, on our Glen Raven site giving nutrition advice and services to their associates, which is like corporate wellness. Um, but I also facilitate some nutrition classes for Live Life Well here at Cone Yes. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So I'm so excited to have you on, Kate. As you know, Thanks. we utilize you very well with Live Life Well. Um, yes. And so today we have you on here because March is National Nutrition Month. Um, and we are going to talk about meal planning, right? So I know I have a hard time meal planning. And so Kate is going to give us five steps to make meal planning easy. All right, Kate, can you kind of just give us a brief overview of what those five steps are? Yeah, so the five steps that we're gonna go over today, starting with creating an on-hand foods list. Second step being to choose your recipes or meal ideas. Then to actually plan out your weekly menu. Fourth is to make your shopping list and last shop and prepare. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So the first one you said, create a list. All right. So how do we start our list? Like, what are some ways that we start our list? Yeah. So kind of the reason we want to start with this first is because it can really help cut back on food waste and save you money. So you're looking at basically taking an inventory of what you already have in your kitchen. And I recommend most people start with their refrigerator first, because those are the items that are probably going to go bad on you, especially when people have health goals of like trying to eat more fruits and vegetables. Their complaint is, you know, well, they go bad before I can eat them. Right. So start with looking like, what do I need to use up this week and writing that down so that then you can plan your meals from that and then jotting down what's in your freezer and pantry as well. Um, but you don't have to write down every single, you know, staple item or spice or condiment, but that way you're at least kind of taking that inventory and you can jot down if you're low in any of those items that you need to restock. Awesome. Awesome. So from that list, how do we figure out what recipes we're going to use for that week. So once you've got your list and, you know, once people have done this a while, they might not even write it down. They might just be looking around their kitchen and jotting down meal ideas. But the first time it's a good idea just to get that list written down. And then as you're looking over it, reading over it, what meals come to mind? Are there certain cuisines that jump out to you that you have some of the main ingredients for? Do you have your main food groups for the next week? Do you have some fruits on hand, some vegetables? Do you have 
some protein um, in the freezer that you want to use. So as you look over that list, then you're jotting down these meal ideas that come to mind. And the other way that some people approach this and that I personally really like is taking some of the ingredients that you want to use or that you need to use up and actually typing them online into like a recipe website or even Google or Pinterest. And yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> It's awesome. You can find all these filtered recipes that are using the exact ingredients you have. Right. Um, so if you never tried it before, allrecipes.com will okay. use this function where you can type in your ingredients as well as supercook.com. Supercook. I have to write that down because I, <laughs> I've only used, so Pinterest is my best friend for everything, right? Yes. So I find recipes on there and I just type in, like you just said, I just type it in, like maybe um, I'm going to use my instant pot, I don't know, for some yes. chicken and I'll put chicken instant pot recipes and it comes up with some of everything. So I've used that, but not those two websites that you just said. Yeah, Pinterest is great. I guess for some people, it's not quite as user friendly. Um, right. but all those options are, you know, we're so visual, you're getting to see exactly what you're getting yeah. into before you go purchase ingredients. Have you heard of um, dryum.org? No. Oh. That's a really great resource, too. They have recipes on there, but my favorite thing is they have a meal o -matic and okay. you choose, <laughs> great name, right? right. <laughs> you choose what type of dish you want to make, say a stir fry or a pasta dish or a casserole. Yeah. And then you go through and it kind of has you click off which ingredients you have for each, you know, your protein, your veggies, your grain. And then once you finish putting in your ingredients, it creates the recipe for you and how long. To wow. It's really That's exactly fun. what I need. <laughs> it really is real. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. So. Um, so what's the most convenient way to to plan out those weekly menus? I know you said, you know, making sure you go onto like those websites, Pinterest, um, look through your refrigerator and make sure you have all these ingredients. Um, but I know oftentimes we're looking for convenience. So can yes. you give us a little bit of information on like how to make this more convenient? Absolutely. We, we are all about convenience these days. And, you know, I think with meal planning overall, it's kind of recognizing that by putting in a little bit of time ahead, because it does take some time to, to do your meal planning. Um, but by doing that, you're really going to save yourself time and energy throughout the week and really cut down that stress around your meal times. It's definitely worth it. As far as making it convenient, you know, once you've got your brainstormed recipes or your list of meal ideas that you want to create, um, looking at your calendar and deciding, you know, which nights do I have time to do some meal prep and meal cooking and which nights do I need something that's going to be, you know, more quick and easy. And then you know, deciding realistically how many nights do you want to cook. For most people to keep it flexible, that's going to be like three or four nights a week and plugging in your recipes for those nights and then go ahead and build in nights for leftovers, nights where you are getting takeout um, or eating out. Just go and plan those um, because, again, if, if you're working on nutrition or health goals, even being able to look ahead for what restaurant and looking at yes. the menu online can still be part of your planning ahead. Right. 
right. Yeah. So what happens if we need to go to the grocery store to get some items? Like, do we create a list? And if so, what's the benefits of actually creating a list before you go to the grocery store? This is such a pers personal preference. I feel like <laughs> people are either like, I take a list every single time or they're like so <laughs> against it. So, <laughs> I personally am a list person. I like to check things off, but the reason I encourage um, having a shopping list is, you know, we're human and that's just the best way to ensure you're not gonna forget the items you need to follow through with your plan. You know, nothing throws off your plan more than having to run out for one more ingredient that you forgot. So partly it's just um, that, but also I think that keeping a list, when you write it down, you're more likely to stick to it and not deviate from your yes. plan. Yes, yes. So kind of that <laughs> commitment piece too, of like, I'm doing this. <laughs> right, <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'm a person that has to have a list because yeah. like you said, yeah, because if, if I go in there without a list, I'm just gonna pick up some of everything. I'm like, oh, I need this. I need this. I need this. I want that's, this. Oh, that's right. Well, that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And shopping so, sales and stuff is great. And doing that yeah. ahead of time too, when you're planning. Right. Um, but yeah, having that list, you're going to save time when you're there. It's going to, you know, help you stick to a budget if that's part of your plan. But yeah. That's an important piece for some people too. For sure. All right. So when you actually get to the store, all right, and it's time to shop. Can you give us some tips on like the most efficient way to shop, um, you know, to save time? Do you have the golden rule of shopping, Jane? What's, what's that? <laughs> Don't go hungry. Oh yes, that is very true because I've done that before. <laughs> and what happens? <laughs> my grocery, uh, my shopping cart was full of things I didn't really need. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, we've all been there. So I think, to make it efficient, don't go hungry, you know, have your list, have your plan. Um, some people have found even that organizing their shopping list in the order that they walk through the store can save time for sure. I think that's brilliant. There's some really good um, apps for your smartphone that also will create your shopping list and organize it by like section of the store. So you just type in what you need, but then it organizes it in your checklist by produce, dairy, meat, and that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, nowadays, a lot of us are using the options online to do online grocery shopping for yes. pickup or delivery. Right. It's fabulous. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> I'm never going back. <laughs> no, I mean, I personally like to grocery shop, but I'm also a nutrition label reader. And yes. You know, my husband, when we used to grocery shop together, he hated it. I'd spent so long <laughs> comparing products. Like, you know, it's research for work. Um, right. Sure. I love the online options because you can easily compare prices and nutrition information if you do have certain, you know, if you're watching your sodium or your carbohydrates right. or whatever it may be. So I think that's a, op a really great efficient option too. And you can really stick to a budget and a meal plan um, using those online resources now. Yeah, awesome. All right, so this question is more so for me, okay? I'm sure okay. there's others out here. Um, once you get all of those groceries home, um, especially like produce, can you tell us like the best way to kind of prepare those? Like, do we cut the produce up ahead of time? Do we, how do we store it? That, yeah. That's a good point um, because again, we're trying to, cut down on food waste and right, right. have the ingredients we need for our plan and 
probably eat more nutritiously, at least yeah. <laughs> working with me, you are. So um, it depends on the item. So okay. I would look up, you know, which items last longer in the fridge versus on the counter, because there's oh. actually quite a few things produce wise that don't need to go in the refrigerator. Oh. Um, they're actually going to do better on the counter. Things like tomatoes are an example. Yeah. Sometimes people just have a personal preference of where things go, like bread, you know. Right, right. So <laughs> looking up where to store it, um, you know, things like potatoes need to be in like a cooler, darker place, maybe mm -hmm. like in the bottom of your pantry. Um, another thing as far as storing them in your fridge, one thing that um, we talk a lot about in our classes is making the foods you want to choose the easiest and the most convenient. Okay. So just like you mentioned, as soon as you get home or maybe the day after carving out some prep time. Mm -hmm. where you can wash and cut um, if you're not already purchasing them that way and putting them eye level where they're like easy grab and go for your fruits and vegetables, especially. Um, so things like celery, you can go ahead and wash, cut and actually keep uh, carrots too. actually keep in a container with water. Filling it up with water will keep it fresher. Um, yeah. Other things like grapes, you really don't want to wash till right before you're going to eat them or they'll mold sooner. Oh, so. yeah, that makes sense. That does make yeah, sense. Yeah, there's lots of little tricks of the trade. So yeah. spend some time Googling. Yeah, <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, so Kate, you just went over five ways to easily meal, uh, meal plan, right? Can you go over those one more time? Just give us a quick synopsis of all five. Yes, so if you are new to meal planning and you wanna give this a try, First thing we encourage you to do is to make an on-hands food list. Take inventory of what you have. Building off of that, second step is to brainstorm some recipe ideas, find your recipe inspiration, whether it's through friends, Pinterest, websites, um, good old recipe cookbooks, right? Step three, plan out your weekly menu. Look at what nights you want to cook and what nights you want to plan for leftovers or even eating out. Step four, make your shopping list. This will help you stay on track and follow through with your plan and it'll help shopping be more efficient. Step five, do your shopping and prepare items ahead of time or prepare your meals on the nights you've planned. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Kate. All right, so hopefully you guys got something great out of it. I know I did. I learned something different, especially about the grapes. I had, I mean, it makes sense, but you know, to hear it out loud, yeah. Um, <laughs> So we have come to the end of our session today, our end of our podcast. Um, and so I want to start the blitz questions. All right. So if you guys have been with us in the past episodes, you know that we asked three questions um, and just so that we can get to know our guest. All right, Kate, you ready? Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. The first question, what is your favorite food? such a hard question um probably tacos lately tacos yeah. what kind of tacos i really like some fish tacos oh, or wow. um like taco truck like street tacos yeah <laughs> that's the best kind <laughs> yeah all right awesome awesome all right second question what is your favorite to drink Smoothies. I really love drinking smoothies. Um, awesome. When I was pregnant, I think I made a smoothie like every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite kind? 
or a favorite thing you like to I put in? I love all different kinds, but I'd say my go-to, my absolute favorite would be like a peanut butter banana smoothie. Oh, I like, I like. All right, <laughs> last question. What's one thing most people don't know about you? Uh, most people don't know that I worked for Chick-fil-A for what? five years, all throughout my undergrad. So I was a nutrition major working at Chick-fil-A. What? That's where that good customer service, you know, that relationship building that you do. See, you know, everyone talks about Chick-fil-A and <laughs> good customer service. Know, right? That's where it came from, Kate. <laughs> I really enjoyed my time with them. Um, I got to do some really cool, like traveling for grand openings and help. Yeah. I was actually a manager at the first two-story Chick-fil-A that opened in Raleigh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. So now I know. I know why you're so nice. And <laughs> it was my it. pleasure being on this yeah, podcast <laughs> All right, Kate. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. It was fun. Um, I do me. want to invite you again. So hopefully we'll hear from you again. All right. So this is the end of our session. Thank you for listening to the How Do You Live Life Well podcast. Just ask that you like, subscribe, and rate on whatever platform you are on. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.